Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Welcome, Friday form panel. Um, it's going to be another very, very tricky meeting to assess, but I've got a man that's here to always help me. He puts the pressure back on me sometimes, says, well, I can tip winners, but uh, I'm, uh, I've still got my job as a race caller. I don't know. Maybe I've got something to uh, fall back on as well. I'm not sure what it is right now. Dan Malecki, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. No blister in the sun, my friend, but a uh, nice way to start the show. Um, tough night. Gee, I, I don't know. Over the last, say, six weeks, I reckon we've had some of the most challenging um, harness race meetings that I've, I've seen, at least in a, in, a, in a small period, you know, in a collective period. Uh, that I've ever come across, and um, I'm struggling from week to week to come up with those, uh, you know, those good things that can often stand out. But um, nonetheless, just means we work harder to find the gold. Well, yeah, <laughs> if we, yeah, we excavate, that's for sure, um, mm. and hopefully we're in the right gold field sometimes. But uh, I have mentioned, look, it's it's only uh, it's only my quirk. Although there's people who agree and people who disagree, I think there's a there might be um, too great a proliferation of preferential draw races um, on a Saturday night these days because depending on the distance and depending on the bandwidth and uh, a variety of factors, it can mean that in, a, in an entire meeting there's sort of, there's very little you can rely on. And even when we go through the uh, the fast class pace uh, tomorrow night, the bold David free-for-all, it's super hard to work out. I mean, you look at the class runners sometimes with these pref races, don't you, down and think to yourself, well... Yeah, you're better, but who's going to make the move? When? Do you need somebody else to do it for you? You know, I don't, that, that is a little bit the case, I think, in the, in the bold day of work, which we'll discuss later. Now, you've got he's a son mm. of a gun that's drawn wide on the front line and might be able to um, dart across, but we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but that's, that's the question, Mark. You're sort of looking... I, I think about thoroughbred punters looking and trying to find the class animal in a race, and sometimes... I think you can find the, the quote-unquote class animal in a harness race these days, but it doesn't mean they're ever going to get into the contest. No, absolutely. Um, and whether it's those barrier draws, but particularly the barrier draws, those preferential draws when a horse is first up, it's, it, we're, we're seeing from yeah. week to week it's just becoming um, uh, almost job impossible in a lot of cases, and it doesn't matter how good that they are. But, but that's good. It opens it up a little bit, and it just puts that emphasis... Uh, or the greater emphasis on on barrier draws and um, and also the opportunity to remind people you can get plenty of value in, in harness racing. Well, you can. Uh, and it's something that people don't understand. Pretty much for time immemorial, every single time they've done a study, the average price winner almost every year in harness racing is around 6 to $7. And people think that, well, there's, uh, there's some short price favourites, but 
Look, they can be at a short price favourites. It just doesn't mean they're going to win. And I've, I can tell you, I've got a few beaten recently. Race one <laughs> <laughs> at Belton on Saturday night. Now, here's, a, here's another classic case. Sweet passion. He's not what you would call a breeze horse, I wouldn't have thought. 1,720 metres, second line draw. Lottie Moon's got some gate speed. Racketeers boys, an interesting runner with a very high national rating for a race of this nature. Does Jimmy Herbertson pull the trigger on Tiger Bandwagon like he did with I'm Shadow Boxer last week? Um, sweet Passion, I think, well, unless unless you believe Racketeers boy might um, be on the same level. Sweet Passion, I think, is clearly the best horse in the race, and I will be tipping it on top. But I can also recognise the obstacles and burdens which lay in front of him. Well, the biggest burden, the biggest obstacle is what I saw at Hamilton last start. It was it was poor. I, on that performance, the way or the lack um, of fight this horse had should have won. It was a, started at $1.10, loomed up like it was 99 cents and did not find the line. It was very, very poor. Um, it pulls up okay, can't find anything wrong with it. You press on with campaign. That's the likely scenario from what... Um, and Matt Craven stable, they're going absolutely super. Um, I don't know, can you forgive? I mean, you often say you, you forgive for one average run. The start before, I thought, had every chance, but got overrun by some city-class horses. Last time was... You know when it leaves a sour taste in your mouth and you said, I'm working around you, and, and I've, I just cannot for the life of me, includes sweet passion on what I saw at Hamilton. Even the start before, it's in the mix. First two runs from a spell were excellent, but I think it's slowly got worse. Um, so I, I hate using the word pot, but I just can't back up um, uh, a suggested tip or putting it in the money here uh, on what I saw at Hamilton. I just thought it was really poor. It, it just finds a race that is... Probably not the strongest of, of city-class races. Um, if anything, it might be marginally stronger than what it meant last start. So anyway, that out the way, I've looked around Sweet Passion, which is fraught with a lot of danger because he can turn that around on previous form. But uh, it, it was it was poor. Um, I still didn't know which way to go. And I'm having trouble trying to work it out. Lottie Moon's got gate speed, might be able to work across the face of the field. Um, you mentioned Racketeer's boy. He comes here with a, with a reasonable enough rating, although some of those ratings from Tasmania, I, I think they're a bit stiff, some of those horses. <laughs> yes. They come over here on marks. They don't deserve to be, and horses with twice as much ability come over with 30 points less from New Zealand. So can't quite work it out, but it's still going to be a, a, a decent race and an attractive race for it. Um, I'm going to settle on one here that uh, has been going as good as I've seen him go for a long time, and he seems to be rejuvenated, and he is finding the line, and that's number 11, Zubri, who, oh. to my surprise, is $18 as we speak. Um, his last two runs have been really good. They've both resulted in wins. Even the third to our Vincent van Gogh was solid. Uh, might be the right sort of race, where there's a number of horses that uh, don't win out of turn. Uh, I, I might go with uh, Zubri here. Well, I say I might. I've decided <laughs> to go with him. Um, three Racketeers, boy. Two Mickey Mahoney. Uh, six Lottie Moon. I want to suggest the Tiger Bandwagon's in the mix as well. So I've worked around the favourite here, Jason. Um, and as I said, if you took a, a wider quaddy, you might want to throw it in. But then again, you're probably probing for a bit of value. 
as well. 11, 3, 2 and 6, at least Zubri at $18. Um, I, I marked him in single figures uh, in a very difficult race. It's not a race I could really get a great hand in. But uh, it's a tricky race to start the night. But sadly, I, I wanted to look away from the favourite. I can tell you this right now, um, and I don't know why it is, but they're not my prices on the uh, on the website right now. So it says $18. I was trying to check what I marked it, but they're not my prices. Um, they're the tab prices. They're, they're the prices that are actually on the tab as I see them. So... Um, they, if you have a look, they match up with the, the prices that are being offered right now. Look, uh, in, a, in a way, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I think the only, the only, uh, the only little benefit I might, I'll find a way to get mine out there because it's just a comparison sometimes for punters compared to what the what the price is compared to what we might have uh, we might have assessed them. So, but I don't mind it because you know if you look at a form guide and and you see a price, then you go and that same price is there. And, it usually makes you pretty happy, doesn't it? That uh, it makes you very upset sometimes when you when you look at a price and it says five dollars fifty, then it's paying a dollar ninety in, in uh, IRL, as the kids would say in real life. So that's all right. Um, I, I I'm, you've you've totally talked me out of it. There's no way I'm putting a bet on this sweet passion now. I, uh, you've, um, would you have beforehand though? Or? I don't think so, unless unless it got out to, um, you know, I think what price. If it got out to four bucks, I think I'd have a little go. But then if it gets out to four bucks with what you've said, and they say, you know, they say you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, recognise a drift and all the rest of it. But sometimes in a situation like this, if it was to drift significantly, then you'd have to be concerned. And you know what? If you were being really – you make such a great point because I reckon if you were being very harsh and you were happy to give a pass mark, right, to the first couple of runs, uh, this preparation and more focused on the last couple – but the, even the first up run, I know it's run third to just a little sib, but I spoke to Matty Craven in the stalls that night and he was really confident. And two horses, just a little sip, they, they did blaze past Sweet Passion on that occasion. And you'll say first up from a break and all the rest of it. But then when you get the further evidence, I mean, that race, that race at one second up from a break was a 56 to 63 Raider. And then it's had every chance. So sometimes horses can get beaten not big margins and they look like they're going okay. But it's what you mentioned. It's that whether that will to win in that fight is uh, is there at the moment. Because if that's not there, from a wide second line draw over 1,720 metres, you're in bother, aren't you, Dan? Yep, absolutely. Um, you just like to see the horses find the line and um, show a bit of... Uh, oh. A passion for their craft almost. It was missing last start. There's no doubt about that. So, look, sometimes it might be a gear change, might be an alteration of training. There could have been a hiccup in the lead-up. You know, you're looking at all, not even the one percenters now, the 0.1 percenters. Uh, but when they're $3 favourite, um, I, I don't think it's worth taking a risk on. So, well, then Lottie Moon, Racketeers Boy and Tiger Bandwagon are the others that I've got in. And maybe now if I'm thinking I'm going to have a better... It might be Lottie Moon, just because I think Anthony, but this horse has got really good gate speed. 17.20, if it gets across, no pressure. It might nearly get the job done. We're one race down, eight races to go. Friday, form panel, D-Mills, Jay Bond, blister in the sun to start the show. What's all he got for us next? We'll find out soon straight after this break.